It's Sunday, April 2nd, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Storms that dropped possibly dozens of tornadoes killed at least 21 people in small towns and big cities across the South and Midwest, tearing a path through the Arkansas capital, collapsing the roof of a packed concert venue in Illinois, and stunning people throughout the region Saturday with the damages scope. Confirmed or suspected tornadoes in at least eight states destroyed homes and businesses, splintered trees, and laid waste to neighborhoods across a broad swath of the country. Stunned residents of Wynn, Arkansas, a community of about 8,000 people 50 miles west of Memphis, Tennessee, woke Saturday to find the high school's roof shredded and its windows blown out. Recovery was already underway, with workers using chainsaws to cut fallen trees and bulldozers moving material from shattered structures. Utility trucks were also working to restore power in the area. Around the world, Egypt and Syria are in advanced talks to restore full diplomatic relations more than a decade after ties broke down, people familiar with the matter say, as Arab states warm up to Damascus in fast-evolving developments that are reshaping the Middle East geopolitics. Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi and Syrian President Bashar al-Assad could meet soon after the Muslim holy month of Ramadan ends in late April, the people said. The date and location for a possible summit between the two leaders have not been completed. On Saturday, Syrian Foreign Minister Faisal Mekdad arrived in Cairo to hold talks with his Egyptian counterpart over strengthening ties between the two neighbors. According to the foreign ministries of both countries, it marks the first public visit by a top Syrian official to Egypt since the 2011 Arab Spring uprisings. Officials from both sides are expected to discuss over the weekend Syria's possible return to the Arab League, a group of 22 nations which suspended Damascus's membership in 2011. Meanwhile in the area, thousands of Israelis took to the streets of Tel Aviv and other cities across the country Saturday to protest against Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's judicial overhaul, seeking to sustain a movement that pressured the Premier to delay the divisive plan and engage in negotiations over a compromise. Saturday night's protests marked the 13th straight weekend that Israelis have come out to demonstrate against the plan in what has become a weekly ritual for many people here. Protest organizers are seeking to sustain the mass movement despite scoring a win with Mr. Netanyahu's concession to delay the proposed legislations, which have divided the country and sparked concern from key allies. Back in the U.S., Nashville, Tennessee topped the list of 2022's hottest job markets, followed by Austin, Texas and Jacksonville, Florida. Other cities known for tourism, notably Orlando, Las Vegas, and New Orleans, climbed the ranks last year. Those Sunbelt states benefited from a continued recovery in travel and a hiring boom at restaurants, hotels, and music venues, consistent with the resurgent services sector driving the U.S. economy in recent months. Many remained relatively affordable as high inflation gripped the nation. Meanwhile, some Western job markets that heated up after the pandemic took hold, including Salt Lake City, Phoenix, and Denver, cooled last year. The Wall Street Journal, working with Moody's Analytics, assessed about 380 metro areas. The rankings determined the strongest labor markets based on five factors. The unemployment rate, labor force participation rate, changes to employment levels, the size of the labor force, and wages in 2022. And 
Pope Francis left a Rome hospital Saturday morning after a three-night stay during which the doctors treated him for bronchitis. The Pope, who is 86 years old, looked tired but in good spirits when he emerged from his car outside the hospital to greet press and well-wishers. Still alive, you know, he said with a smile when he was asked how he felt. The Pope was admitted to Gemelli Hospital on Wednesday after several days of breathing difficulty. He was treated intravenously with antibiotics. On Friday evening, the Vatican said that based on a round of unspecified tests and the favorable clinical development of his case, the Pope could leave the hospital the next day. The Vatican said the Pope would be present at Palm Sunday Mass in St. Peter's Square this morning, the start of Holy Week, which culminates in Easter the following Sunday. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.